Welcome to the Nerd Tutorial Podcast, a podcast offering discussions and tutorials on nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today, myself is your nerdy teacher, Georgia, with me here today, cycling enthusiast, my mom. Hi. So, um, when we are recording this, it is April 1st. I wanted to do something really funny on April 1st, but I couldn't figure it out properly. Well, it's a little different April 1st than most. So, yeah. So, this is we're recording this on April 1st, 2020. We are kind of in the midst of the uh, COVID-19 concerns, obviously. A lot of us have been stuck at home for the last few days. I know myself have been going slightly stir-crazy, but my WoW characters are looking fairly uh, beefy right now. Cool. I've been able to do a lot of... Uh, I've been able to manage at least three characters at once right now, which is more than I usually get to manage at once. So And, and we should say WoW World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft, yep. Yeah. Um, exploring other games at the same time, but trying to just be simple... Um, I really need to go down to the fabric store because I want to work on a cosplay idea really badly. Assuming you can order open. online, I I know, but it's it's, it's not just, the same. Yeah, it's just not the same. Like, I just want feel. I just yeah. want yeah. I just I kind of need to get there, and sometimes you just need to feel it to make it sure that it fits. So yeah. Um, but I added a I, but considering what today's um, what our reality is at least right now, um, I figured we'd do a topic that was uh, synonymous with what's kind of going on right now. And today I wanted to talk about zombies. <laughs> That's a, that's a perfect choice. Um, yeah, oddly enough, I think it's actually a pretty honest yeah. and good choice here. <laughs> that's an excellent choice. So, um, I myself am not a stranger to zombies. You are not a f- stranger to zombies at all. Well, actually, okay. So, so let's go, let's take this back to the beginning because I have a concept of what zombies are, but I'm not sure it's it's 100 accurate. So, I actually did far much, far too much thorough research on this topic here this afternoon. Okay. Um, as I have time away from my job right now. Um, and so, would you believe that zombies actually come from Haiti? Oh, really? So, uh, the original ver- variations on zombies um, initially come from Haitian voodoo culture. Because um, obviously, if you can think about it, Haiti originally wasn't, a co- wasn't originally an island that had... Um, Af- um, African people on it, and so they were brought over as slaves. They eventually, through their shamanism, created the whole voodoo religion. One of the tenets of the voodoo li- religion was zombies, which would have been magically, either through uh, magic artifacts, potions, rituals, um, would have been dead humans or dead humans, which would have been reanimated to do. Uh, labor for a, uh, for a um, as I believe that the term for it is a baku or bakor, which is a sorcerer in 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 the uh, voodoo religion. Okay. And it was up to a priest or priestess to stop this variation on necromancy at the end of the day. Okay, so so where does the where does the eating brains thing come in then? Much later on. Much later on. Okay. So, yeah. So originally the belief was that. Um, Haitian slaves, um, which a lot of this carried over from some of the original shamanistic sort of beliefs and everything um, from Haiti, or excuse me, from Africa, came over with them to Haiti. It's obviously evolved and morphed over time, because again, they would have been in there for centuries at a certain point, if you consider that they got there in like maybe the 16, 1700s, they would have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and originally the notion was that... Um, if you were a good person, you went back to um, Africa or Ghana when you died. But if you were a bad person, you might wind up becoming a zombie. And this was a lot of sort of a uh, threat 
from slave drivers who themselves were slaves themselves, but in some of them cases were also voodoo priests, um, as a way to kind of control slaves back in the time, um, but also to um, kind of as a threat so that way they didn't commit suicide either, because if you were a bad person... Person, you commit suicide, then you'd... You'd come back as a zombie. zombie. Okay. Yeah, so there was some um, intentions on there. And uh, America probably would, would didn't really get, start getting a handle on what it was here until the 19th, until the very late 1920s, 1930s, during the occupation of Haiti by America, by America. Oh, so I hadn't he, even realized we'd occupied Haiti. So we occupied it from 1915 to 1934. Um, but during that time, a couple writers and people who went there were able to kind of study it. Um, the way we kind of know the modern day or not the modern day zombie, but the original origins of the 1930s zombies, um, especially media would have been from a book called from a, a book called The Magic Island from a gentleman named William Seabrook. Okay. And he's the one who originally described the first initial zombies from the voodoo religion and which made its way into um, a couple different very early movies. The first time they were ever depicted in movies was known as White Zombie uh, in 1932. Um, it was about a, um, a Bacorg and a sorcerer who enchanted a white woman made her a zombie in order to be able to hang out with you, keep her for the rest of his life. Because in that day and age, a white woman wouldn't have been seen with a... a well, no, no. I mean, the, the sorcerer was played by Bella Lugosi, so... Oh, oh. <laughs> perfect, perfect person to play him. Okay. Yeah, so... Got it. Um, so now, you know, and so the, throughout kind of like the, the 1990s and... Or, excuse me, the 1930s up until about maybe the 60s, they're all very similar to this so they're usually again they're kind of lumbering um it's not that they have an issue interest in brains or anything but they are the undead but they're very lumbering slow they're less of a threat and more of just like something that's you know a vehicle for what's going on there you they're know? creepy yeah so well no not necessarily originally beforehand originally very early takes on them would have just been people just straight up staring off into the distance and then you know, they would have just been more mindless slaves, okay. and, or de as depicted in early films. Okay. So, before we actually get to the modern, um, and then, can you guess what the modern take of a zombie came from? Oh, gosh. Now I'm trying to think of things that might have. Um, you might have been around for it. Song of the South? No. Nope. Might have been around for it. Wow. Would have been 1968. But so, but not Disneyland, not nope, not, not Disney house. related. No, okay. I don't know. So, what do you think is the most famous zombie movie ever for that time? For that time, I don't. I'm not even aware of zombie movies in that time period. I, undoubtedly, I don't think I saw them personally, but had heard of them. But I don't. Re, I don't recall. So, it would have been George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I never saw it, so, but, but so you, am aware of Night of the Living Dead. So Night of the Living Dead was the first time in which um, their modern version of zombies is where we came, is where we got them from. And originally, um, uh, Romero describes that he originally built the zombies based off of like vampires and ghouls, but also kind of the idea of what zombies were. And he never actually outright stated that it was a zombie movie. Um, he described his character, his creatures as ghouls um and we can talk a little bit later about ghouls as well because there, there is a difference apparently well it's interesting that you say that though because 
um, I closely aligned zombies with vampires because mm-hmm. both are dependent on human living humans for sustenance. Yeah, somewhat. I mean, they have slightly different themes to them, though. Yeah. Um, or the subtext, especially. Well, um, I mean, vampires are very sexual. Yes, and that's a very big su- subtext of vampires is their yeah. sexual sexual nature and kind of a corruption of the human soul that would be the self-perseverance yeah. to continue onward um, yeah. and what it would take to do that. Um, but again, the modern version of the zombies as we know them, again, very lumbering, slow-moving. Um, again, Arms not, out in front of them. Yep, but again, I mean, not out for brains just yet. Not out for brains yet? Okay. No. And, um, but again, I mean, for what it was in 1968, a black and white film, it was, again, what we know as the modern-day vampire. And it not until about... A decade later, until we get um, um, uh, what, not not is not Day of the Living Dead. Or... I have no idea what that was. Oh, that was my Google. That was yeah. I was gonna say the yeah. phone went off. That's my Google going off. My there. mine occasion my my Siri sometimes responds to Airy. Oh yeah, no again mine yeah. mine I think starts when it thinks we hearing Google or something. So yeah. Um, so, no, yeah, so, again, the modern version of what we know as zombies come from George Romero. And basically every zombie you've ever thought of after that is pretty much George Romero's zombies. And, again, they just permeated everywhere. They they went everywhere from... Oh, that was a hot movie. I As I said, I, I didn't see it because mm-hmm. I would have been, like, 11 when it came out. So, um, Night, of the, or so Night of the Living Dead would have been the first one. I'm trying to remember what the later one was. Um, but again, I mean, there was a lot of context in the movie about, you know, was zombies were not the villains in the movie. They were just the elements of the movies, but a lot of movies have, um, there was using it more as a driving force to talk about social commentary on government and politics, um, which is kind of a somewhat later theme in later stuff as well, or at least subtext, um, of later stuff here. Um, and then if you can imagine throughout the 80s and 90s, zombies were not actually that popular. There was movies out there. So you have um, Evil Dead, which in, had zombies in it, but not explicit zombies. Um, and then you had a couple other movies. What out. is an explicit zombie? If they say zombie. Oh, okay. So so they weren't called zombies. They weren't called they, zombies. But they had all the elements. Of they, had all the, they had all the characters. Okay. And I, I got a little bit later here. Where we got one that tells us about every term for a zombie. Oh, very cool. Because there's a okay. lot of terms for it. People have been very creative about it. Um, but again, the 80s and 90s were not popular stuff. Um, if anything, actually, during the 80s and 90s, more movies out of Italy. So apparently in the process here, Italy, if anything was ever popular here in the West or here in America, there was a bootleg version of it in, made in Italy so films. That's why you have spaghetti westerns. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Where you get a lot more of the blood and guts and the gory nature of it was primarily from Italian cinema. So even the Italians think for the kind of gory version of what we consider uh, zombies these days. Um, and then um, over in the West in China they had um, they had zombies as well, but their zombies had this weird sort of element where they were in like uh, like Chinese sort of. Uh, like robes and they had their arms out and they hopped everywhere. Hopped? Um, Jing Kui, I believe they are. I, and I didn't think to write notes on that one because I thought I knew it, but clearly I did not. But there was a variation on their own zombies in China too. So, 
but so it was an idea that transported. Yeah, because there's always, I mean, every culture's kind of had something about the dead and reanimating the dead. I mean, in Christian mythology, we have the ultimate, I think, or or at least there's the most prevalent one. Right, but, but I, mean, I mean, Halloween comes from All Saints Day, mm-hmm. and All Saints Day is, is November 1st, and, and that's really a day when you believe in, in at least the dead coming back as spirits. Yes, so... I mean, there's always some variation on it in every mythology of every, of almost every religion. There's something yeah. out there like sugar that. skulls. Yeah, reincarnation, and you know, yeah. and so, so, um, so very, the, how very Stephen King of you. I tried, um, but what's interesting here is that it wasn't. It was actually kind of the Japanese that reinvigorated our interest in zombies. Oh, really? So, if you can imagine back in, uh, and you. You probably would have known this back in the day, but 1996 would have had two really big popular games that came out of the came out of the East in Japan. One of which was uh, Biohazard, uh-huh. which we know here as Resident Evil, right? Um, created by Capcom and has had multiple iterations of it over the years. Um, and then we also had um, House of the Dead that came out from Sega, which was a um, a light gun video game. Basically, you have like a little prop gun that you shoot at a screen and you hit targets off it. Basically, like the old um, original Nintendo system sort of light gun as well. Very popular okay. in the arcades. Okay. Um, and it was Japan who was actually in the process of also doing a lot of pretty gory vampire, uh, excuse me, um, zombie-related stuff back then as well. Um, but those games, when they obviously when they would eventually hit the West here in 1997 and and in um, 99. Um, or 98, 99, when the sequels to them actually came out, uh, were very popular and actually started reinvigorating uh, zombie movies for the early 2000s. And so when we get to uh, the 2000s here, we get <clears throat> some really actually pretty interesting zombie movies in uh, 28 Days Later, which was a fabulous zombie movie, um, and then Shaun of the Dead, which was a very comedic take on zombie movies. Um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, if you've, if you've heard of them before, they have an ex, this is one of their, their first of their, uh, what they eventually would call the Cornetto, Cornetto trio, like the ice cream cone. Oh, really? Um, yeah, okay. so it includes, um, Shaun of the Dead, um, Hot Fuzz, and then, um, I've the world. Hot Fuzz. Yeah, so again, if you remember Hot Fuzz, it was very much the same take, very much the same guys who made Shaun of the Dead originally. And their version of Shaun of the Dead is very much like George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, but it's played up for them making jokes on all the classic tropes at the time. Okay. Um, but 28 Days Later is kind of interesting because it incorporates a true zombie apocalypse, and I'll talk about some of the, the two different kind of zombie movies that there are for, from what I've seen. Um, but again, 28 Days Later is based about a guy who wakes up who wakes up from a coma 28 Days Later and sees the world completely changed and you've got uh zombies out there trying to hunt people and everything it's where uh, 28 days also popularized what we would call the runner zombies oh do describe what is a runner zombie so runner zombies are just what they sound like they run i thought they lumbered well again we we can go a little bit and do after we get and actually i mean i can think of of things where i've seen zombies run so okay so by the time we get to the, you know, so the early 2000s are littered with a lot of good, um, have a lot of pretty good zombie movies. Zombies are a big thing in video games as well. They're very 
They're usually cannon fodder in video games, which are very popular at the time. Um, we get to the early two thousand. We get to the two thousand tens. Here, it's somewhat of a main, almost coming mainstream, with The Walking Dead, which premiered in October of two thousand ten, as a series, as a TV series, and is going on for at least ten seasons. It's already been renewed for an eleventh. Cool. Okay. Um, there's a and there's even spinoffs to The Walking Dead, if you can imagine. Hmm. But I'm not. This is the top result. Be quiet, Google. Sorry, man. Well, and what's interesting to me in all this is I think of zombies as being a very old concept. And what you're saying is really it's only like a 30-year-old concept. At the most, it's a 50-year-old concept. And most probably a 50-year-old concept. Um, as I mean, as far as when we see them in media, there's other variations that go back to like the 17th century, but nothing that's really super concrete about stories. I mean, if you really want to be hyper-technical, I mean... Mary Shelley's Frankenstein might be considered a zombie movie on a certain level. Because you're, re- you're reanimating someone. Yeah, but there it wasn't through magic at all. And there it was very much kind of a cobbled together sort of piece. Um, 2010, um, or at least the 2000s here, bring up um, probably one of the most successful zombie movies, which was World War Z in 2013 with Brad Pitt. I've never seen it. Oh, that's one of our homework assignments for this oh, week. Oh, very good. Okay. Um, so we have World War Z, but we also get a lot more kind of um, lighthearted affair that starts humanizing zombies as well. Um, one example here is a, is a movie called Warm Blood, uh, Warm Bodies, in which there is a zombie who... Um, if zombies are dead, how are they warm? So, I mean, so there's a zombie who kind of goes through the motions of trying to hunt, of just living a normal life, but as a zombie, I guess is the best way to term it. Uh-huh. Um, he accidentally, or not accidentally, he sees a person and falls in love with this woman who he then eats her boy, eats her boyfriend. The zombies in this case are eating brains to regain some semblance of life. Okay. So it's not immediately assumed how they became zombies. They may very well still be alive for the most part, not actually dead, but... Um, in the process of eating um, her boyfriend's brain, he gets memories about what makes her happy and stuff like that. And he ends up kidnapping her, sort of, but eventually, because his heart starts beating again where it wasn't beforehand, he's able to start having better communication and being able to have more logical thought. He's able to communicate eventually. Okay. So, so he becomes alive again. Because zombies really can go only go moan and ugh. Yeah. The, okay. the semblance of noises. So, I mean, this okay. is... But again, we have other movies that start making more... Uh, the zombies be, start becoming more humanized, that they're less of a um, casualty and the more of a sympathetic role in some later two, 2010 movies here. Uh and they, because that's kind of also what happened with vampires as well. If you can remember that at a certain point, vampires, you know, why was Dracula Dracula became a real interesting question and we started sympathizing with Dracula at a certain point. Now we've got movies where vampire is just a class that you are at this point here. Like there's less of a sort of like an affliction and more or less like, oh, what is he? Oh, he's just a vampire. Well, I mean, what's interesting, uh, and, and I think this is such a great topic because I keep thinking of different things that I want to ask you about. What's interesting is is that you got, you know, TV series on, on vampires, um, including cartoon series mm-hmm. that were cute and cuddly. Yep. And you even got some, some zombie things in cartoon series. And now on Disney right now, 
you have zombies in in Zombie Two, which are musicals a la sort of high school musical. Yeah, the, the I Disney don't high I, school musical. I, I had to watch like ten minutes of that when I was here one time. Why? Oh, oh! My granddaughter's very into it, and it, and 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 the zombies too. The Disney zombies too, um, actually has werewolves as well. And, but and, yeah, you can't you can't see me doing it, but I'm rolling my eyes right now and just. But but at some point, because I remember I remember the girls having dolls that were little vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, they became even cute and cuddly, and rather than being something terrifying, were something that. That they were making um, for eight, nine, ten-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's and it's kind of the evolution of what was originally very much a horror sort of thing. Yeah, um, the, the, becoming these aren't more terrifying s- at all. No, so, I mean, let's go into what is a zombie here. And most okay. people think that, most people are fairly familiar with what a zombie is for the most part. Um, they're dead humans that are, have been reanimated. Um, and again, depending on the origin, the original origin prior to 1968's um, John Romero's uh, Night of the Living Dead were either all magically or through a potion or some sort of sorcery reanimated. So they were kind of a voodoo thing. Very much. And okay. even in some cases, not even explicitly. Um, they Sometimes they avoided the whole voodoo element. It was just a magical or some sort of potion or toxin that reanimated you or in, through... Some vague version of science at the time, and what? And it's not until like 1968's John Romero, John Romero's um, uh, zombie movie here that they start having, you know, that we start seeing zombie movies in which they're less of a magical origin and more of a semi-scientific origin. So, like radiation, plagues, uh, carriers of diseases. Um, Stuff like that, you know, that that ends up being the more modern version of of zombies. But of course, obviously, the most the best version of zombies are ones you don't know why they are anything. They're just because again, living I mean, dead. They're just living dead. I mean, you you don't need to know why they are so much as that they're they're coming for you. And it's that's always the one thing that's always been very confusing to me in zombie movies is that one staple and hallmark of zombie movies is, is that they're reanimated and they always go to toward humans because they need to eat your brains but again for what purpose i mean if you're dead you don't really you're not really digesting anything and there's a lot of cases where zombies roam for years out in the streets without eating anything or out without eating any brains or anything yet they just kind of are there so it's not like they need the brains for food or substance at all so so let me get this you're trying to make logic of a mythical thing oh of course why not that's my inner nerd in me just just trying to be trying to be clear here what's the i mean that's i mean to me that's the question here i mean like in warm bodies they give it they give it a rationale for why the zombies are after brains it's because it helps the people remember that they are humans and lets them have a semblance of of memories because they don't have any they've lost a lot of their own memories at the end of the day so there's a lot, at least some logic in there, but I mean, in most cases, zombies are just ravenous. They're after you, regardless, and they're never properly explained why they're why they're after humans. They don't go after other animals in most cases at all. They're not going after wolves or dogs or cats or anything. Although you do see some vampire dogs and cats from time to time. Um, what would a vamp? 
Okay, so if if our traditional vampire lumbers around with his arms outstretched, going, oh, zombie. What, what zombie? I'm sorry. <laughs> if our traditional zombie wanders around with arms outstretched, sort of lumbering and very heavy stepped, what does a zombie dog do? Usually, if it's usually if you're gonna have zombie animals, they're usually of the runner type. So, and then and then again, I mean, our most common common version of zombies as we know them are lumbering, sort of moving on instinct. They can usually with locked knees because they're barely able to move the rest of their bodies beyond swinging around aimlessly, sort of. Um, if they can hold on to anything, they can, but they don't use anything. They don't understand how to use complex objects. They can just use it as a blunt object or a blunt force club, maybe. Um, pale skin, some level of decom- decomposition to them, usually, or if not, missing an arm or, or something at all. Um, and no ability to communicate either, you know, this often kind of... And, and, and let's talk about blood for just a second. Mm-hmm. Because they're always shown as sort of gray or sort of green or... Yeah, yeah. decomposing, but but when you cut them up and they don't necessarily bleed, or, or, or rather that they do bleed and somehow there is blood in them, but how is it not circulating? Well, my question is, how can there be blood in them as part of dying? Wouldn't you have been drained? Yeah. As part of as part of your burial process, again inconsistencies in logic. Well, and this. and and this whole discussion makes me just more and more clear on the idea that I want to be cremated. Oh, I want to come back as a zombie. I want I want them brains. You want them brains? Okay. I want them brains. Um, and again, I mean, these are the most again these are the more common versions as we know them here. Now, what you might have later on is in case we have our runner zombies. These are zombies that are. Usually, far more aggressive types of zombies. These are zombies that are able to, um, you know, jump properly. They're able to run. Um, they're able to take coordinated sort of aim at things that they want. Usually, are a lot more, you know, villainous and you know, violent. Uh, sharper nails, sort of like swiping at you, biting at you, things like things of that. Um, and again, these are again. Far more aggressive zombies, obviously. Um, these are probably more zombies that we see in more modern takes of of our zombie movies here in the 2000s, at least. Um, 28 Days, which again takes place with a guy realizing the world has changed while he's been away for for 28 days. Um, that's the, probably the first time we actually see zombies that run that are not this lumbering sort of. But these are more or less zombies that are. Runners, I guess, is kind of yeah. the best way to describe yeah. it. Okay. Um, but again, sometimes zombies are not actually dead in some cases. Um, oh, do explain. So, okay. some variations on zombies, and you get a little bit more mythos into them, is the notion that they are carriers of some sort of plague in their head that has basically dissolved the original human psyche, and what remains is just this animal baser instinct that's left over. So in all in all thought process, the the human is de- the the person is dead, but the human is still very much alive with a beating heart. And in that case, they need humans because that's what they crave. Because as as mammals, we're naturally carnivores. Okay. So there are variations like that. In in a lot of cases, you might ask yourself, how does one turn into a zombie? How does one turn into a zombie? I thought you might ask. Um, in modern takes of zombies here, it's usually a bite or a scratch that will kill you. Usually, again, it's some sort of disease or plague that 
is embedded in the nails through in, in teeth and saliva or through blood that if you get any of it on you or if you get or not any of it on you but if it ever enters the bloodstream stream at all you basically it'll kill you within like a couple minutes maybe um as it spreads throughout your system very rapidly and then it will it'll kill you and then like a moment or two later you'll turn into a zombie and you'll just be reanimated at that point which again leads credence to the notion that they're not always all dead um zombies necessarily although i think that's how it starts off um what else do we have here um instincts we reanimated always going after people growling hissing i like i like growling hissing i i I, i'm trying to envision if i've ever seen a a zombie growler hiss because usually they're just sort of a moan it's usually a moan um actually when we get to the 70s here it's another that's where we get the notion of brains out okay and but even then in a lot of zombie movies you never hear them talking it's usually groans moans hissing sort of any sort of way the air would exit out of the body or exit out of the lungs yeah. and kind of hit the vocal cords at the same time you know especially if you were breathing out loud you might get some yells and screams but never ever giggling, giggling zombies that would be kind of a little bit more terrifying <laughs> okay so a gig i mean so a zombie with a sense of humor well that leads us into a good understanding of what we call ghouls oh so ghouls for their natural original or- origin are actually de- little demons it's kind of an they hang out by graveyards, typically, but they're not dead people, typically. Um, but they're more demon-esque sort of little creatures. So I always thought ghouls were just sort of an evil ghost, because not all ghosts are evil. And, and again... Um, sort of an evil spirit sort of thing? Possibly. Again, it all depends on the media. But when we're talking about zombies and um, in this particular context, ghouls are kind of like... more modern version of ghouls, as I understand them at least, are typically intelligent active zombies this is the best way to describe okay. them they still all desire flesh at the end of the day but as where your zombie is a quote and they're unquote, undead and they're undead um as where a zombie is more of a mindless zombie mm-hmm. ghouls are like zombies from disney so so oh okay okay so be, there are zombies that can sing and dance yeah um, so again they have complex understandings logic rationale they in some cases here, a person who dies who becomes the undead or probably becoming a ghoul because they're still just going about as if like, you know, hi, Norm. You know, like the normal active actress that they would have gone through normally. However, the very... But, but they have a solid body, a, a tangible body. They have a solid, tangible body. They have solid, rational thoughts, understandings, communicational abilities. Um, they're not always decomposing so long as they're getting flesh in them. They don't go... The notion is that if they don't eat flesh, that they slowly drive their brain, um, their brain starts getting deprived of that, the enzymes and what would be human flesh, mm-hmm. and that devolves their brain to the point of them becoming zombies. Okay, so so it's the transitional phase. Yeah. Or not even so much the transitional phase, but just so much as the... If you're going to have ghouls and zombies in the same movie, ghouls are usually the more higher level functioning sort of zombies so if you the, will. the manager zombies yeah okay you know this, that's what karen looks for <laughs> okay I've, I've read a lot of, i read a lot of r slash uh, i don't work here lady and karen's yeah. a very popular person on there yes she is and i've met quite a number of karens in my life too unfortunately 
I work with one. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 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 okay. She's a flakier than a week old croissant. But that's okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, so those those are some zombies. We have some um, modern takes on uh, zombies and pop culture, which I found actually kind of interesting. Is that um, in the media, zombies usually uh, inherently represent our society's un- inability to expect what will happen. If you look at most zombie movies, or at least how most zombie movies either start or happen, it usually is a result of either um, us as a society, our government, leadership, not either understanding what's happening or what's coming, a lack of forethought in what could happen because of it, or rather an ineptitude by our government society to stop or prevent what's the zombie outbreak. See, I always assumed that the zombies were sort of disenfranchised. As a as a zombies, yes, they are very much disenfranchised from the events happening around them. Zombies have no control over it. They're more just like an unfortunate byproduct of what's happened. But a lot of the movies, especially and we get to later days here, um, in the in the even George Romero's was very much about trying to rationalize why why zombies were allowed to happen at all or what had happened. You know, how, how you know, you would think that a government would be able to stop a zombie outbreak on some certain level. And, you know, and the, the greater question is, is how do we get there? Or how did we get there? But a lot of movies and TV shows eventually devolve into society um, being unable to expect, stop, or understand what's happening. Because zombies are very much of that nature. They're, zombies are very much creatures of... In the subtext sort of form, they represent death. I mean, they're they're you're, right. they're very avoidable. They're easily disposed of, but you can't stop zombies. Well, and the interesting trope that's always in these movies. I'm beginning to use your words. It's okay. They're good words. Okay. So, so in the trope, the typical trope that you see in these movies, um, killing zombies is without emotion because zombies have no value as living beings. Mm-hmm. They're they're basically like animals up to a certain point, except even beyond animals. If if you shot it, if you shot a deer, even though you meant to shot the deer, you still might admire its beauty and and feel some amount of remorse at at the idea that so the trophy deer is... for it. You can use its skin for something. You can you can appreciate a, a deer at the end of the day, despite the fact that you went out to kill it. But zombies, obviously, in the same tangible output. I mean, like you can't you know appreciate a zombie anymore. Well, it just seems like like there's no remorse, no um, hesitation to killing a zombie, unless unless maybe it's somebody you knew. That and that that's a trope that does come up a lot of times. Usually in zombie movies, that somebody from and in most zombie movies take place in either one or two forms. They take place in a um, and a zombie outbreak, which is the very beginnings of a zombie out of a zombie outbreak. Essentially, you know, like which brings up a question I have. I'll ask in a moment. So, um, and again, so two different variations. One of which is a uh, what I'm calling a zombie outbreak, which is where the zombies just start, co- or where we're picking up in the film, either picking up in the film or media where they're just starting to happen, or they're, um, or it's been around for a very short period of time, and society is in the process of devolving at that point. Because again, uh, the often themes of zombies are often society devolving at a certain point to what happens to society once it begins its slow decline after that point. But what defines decline? I mean, is decline, and and I, I say this knowing that today I cycled by 
um, what I would have considered a fairly nice site, part of town, mm -hmm. and there was just a whole row of homeless tents on this on this one little strip of land that was next to somebody's, you know, a bunch of people's backyards. And I and um, so I guess my question is: is devolving when when we become um, jaded to those those types of things? I mean, it's easy to see why you would have. Night of the Living Dead mm -hmm. during the time of social unrest that was the late '60s, because yep. we lived outside of Berkeley, and and my mother uh, went, you know, taught at UC Berkeley for a little while, and and during the '60s that was a dangerous thing to do, mm -hmm. um, and there was a lot of a lot of uh, anger and frustration at society. Now, if you look at the 70s, after once we got past Watergate, things really calmed down. 80s were just disco and, and club, you know, Studio 54, and a lot of self-indulgence. And that's why I think zombie movies are, if you notice, I think a lot of times when zombie movies come about, they come about during periods of... Social stress. Social stress, unrest, confusion about what's happening in the world. Because again, I mean, if, you, if, you, if we point out to like the 60s and 70s, that would have very much been the case, but when we get to the '80s, you know, we're a lot more settled into our roots. We have a lot more. Oh, it was a very indulgent period. Oh yeah, and again, I mean, like we're we are not quite so concerned about our world at that point. Versus um, when we get to um, when we get to like the 2000s here, we certainly think the world again after 9/11 certainly went awry. We were very confused, and well, and you get into that whole issue of of having to. To suddenly adapt to the unexpected, too. Yeah, and so that's where I think zombie movies, uh, whenever we have times like that, the zombie movies end up are kind of a reflection of that. Well, during the 30s, if you say this was, this was really sort of generated during uh, the early 30s and that the first movie was 1932, we were dealing with the Depression. Mm -hmm. And again, that was a time when you had a lot of homelessness and a lot of uh, very visible signs of what you would, might consider social degrade. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a really interesting point. Yeah. And what I mean by social degrade a lot of time is often the um, de-evolution of kind of basic social norms. or So laws, um, this simple sense of self-preservation over what's good for everybody else. Because, again, in most logical terms, you would think, you know, as long as we're, I mean... For me, or at least my personal understanding here, is that so long as each and every one of us are always trying to help the next person down the road, uh -huh. that society will get better and will be better as a result. Right. I'm, and, I'm, and, and you and you do some very nice uh, charity work with with uh, the children's play and and other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, I, that are they're really indicative of that attitude. Yeah, and I try to make sure that I help out whenever possible. I mean. I love that one idea with the subway cards. Um, I love being able to just kind of like see a person like that reach into my pocket when somebody asks me, hey, you got any changes? Like, no, but here's here's a gift card to a subway to go buy yourself like, you know, a six inch or something. Yeah. And and, and that it, feels and that feels a lot more rewarding than just giving out money because then I know that guy will actually eat. Well, exactly. And I walk around and I at any one time probably have ten uh, seven dollar subway cards, which is enough for a sandwich and a drink yeah. at, um, in my pocket. So. And, you know, yeah. So yeah. So so again, there's two types of zombie movies that I found. There's the zombie outbreak, which is where we're seeing yeah. the de-evolution of society, where we're resorting to fear and self-preservation. We'll often have um, all movies revolve all zombie movies revolve around survivors. 
or is the best or else, way to... or else humanity disappears altogether. Well, I'm calling them survivors is more like it's a small group of people. It could be anywhere from one, two or three people to possibly even like dozens in some cases. Okay. Um, so, you know, you have your initial zombie outbreak. Your protagonists are often fleeing from zombies or trying to um, find safety at a certain point. And usually zombie outbreak movies never end in such a way that... And then the zombies all disappeared, and we all lived happily ever after. It's They more or less end as, like, we got out of this situation, we're moving on so we could avoid the next situation. So there's still battles to be fought. There's still a lot of battles to be fought, but we got out of whatever this was right now. So we've, we've lived to see another day. Yeah, essentially. And then you have um, what is one of, probably one of my favorite terms is a zombie apocalypse. And so these are movies in which the zombies are already out there, they've been out there for quite a while... And whatever humanity is left is just hanging on at this point. Um, maybe there's attempts to find cures to the zombies or to find a way to get rid of them. But they're usually pockets of humanity. Um, Walking Dead is a great example of a zombie apocalypse. Okay. Um, in which the zombies are out there. They're not going away. So whatever we're doing right now is merely just for the element of survival at this point you know trying to find a norm which in a, in a world which is not very much normal anymore or trying to find the new norm yeah. and often these um these stories end up or usually revolve around zombies being a pressing issue but often also devolve around um societal sort of elements you know if you have one per one place that's protecting you are you being forced to do things that you may not want to do because it lets you live to the next day? Okay, so so a question I have is, are zombies, and maybe the answer is both, are zombies, things about zombies, horror movies, or are they tongue-in-cheek camp? It depends on the media. I mean, we've obviously have movies like Shaun of the Dead, which play, which poke fun at zombies, and are very much playing with the tropes of zombie movies um, rather well. And we then that's a movie that wouldn't work well in, say, 1980s, but would definitely work well after many, many years of us basically realizing and knowing that, oh, this is what a zombie movie is. You know, it wouldn't work in, until we get to that point. Until you developed what what the, the trope was. What the, well, I mean, so much as, I mean, so much as what the tropes are, rather. And, okay. then, um, and then we look at, like, Zombieland as an example. I mean, like, Zombieland is very much tongue-in-cheek almost throughout the entire way, and it's very much playing with the notion that, yeah, it's a zombie outbreak, but these are people surviving through the zombie outbreak, and look how much fun they're having while doing it. Um, and so it all depends on the tone being set in the movies. And I think a lot of the more serious horror-related zombie movies, or at least the more serious takes on zombie movies, um, are definitely more of the horror variety and trying to... Um, well, zombies are often very much a, a key of what zombie movies are. They're not actually usually not the villains in most zombie movies. Okay, so who... Yeah, because it seems like zombies don't have enough brains to be villains. No, I mean, the only time in which they really... Maybe had a good goal, but... Yeah, I mean, the only time in which I think zombies are really truly villains are when they're the runner types that are actively trying to get you. Because then, they, then they're very much being, you know, the aggressors in that. Um, but most zombie movies I find that are, when I find good zombie movies, is so much that there's somebody, something, or somebody's in power, and that's the villain at the end of the day. 
is this other, is this other this governing body who's a driving force for everybody else you know yeah. and a lot of that okay. might be um as an example i mean in Shaun of the dead there's no real villain beyond the zombies there's not really a villain in that at all they're just these are people surviving in a zombie in in the beginnings of a zombie outbreak. So you have a protagonist, but not an antagonist. Yeah, there's not re- there's no real central antagonist. Okay. Um, but in a lot of more serious zombie movies, there's usually some kind of antagonist that's uh, that's there, and sometimes it's my and usually it's some sort of official of some sort. It's not not one lone individual usually. Although I'd be interested to see a zombie movie in which. It was a regular person that ended up being the pure villain at the end of the day. It's usually to be the villain, you have to have some level of power or, or prowess of some well, sort. Well, and, and zombies really, as we've noted before, kind of slow, can't communicate well, and really don't have a lot of brains. Yeah, and so then again, they can't be the villains of their own movies at the end of the day. They're more or less a result of what's in the of, of the society or what's happened in the world. Okay. Um, so there's those elements there. They're um, almost like weapons. Very much, actually. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, they're definitely, definitely like weapons at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah. I mean, zombies are also just around fear as well. I mean, fear of the unknown, fear of the unexpected, like we talked about. Well, you don't um, want to be turned into one. Well, no, nobody, nobody wants to be a zombie at the end of the day. I would find that very bizarre if you wanted to. Um, so what I found interesting here was I wanted to learn because I've because. There are a lot of also zombie movies that are actually aren't about zombies, but they're all but they have slightly different terms for them, or they have or they are zombies, but they're not explicitly called zombies. Okay. Um. Um. So some examples might be you might have you might call zombies infected, walkers, the dead, or the undead. Okay. Okay. So so let's 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 take that one and 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 liken it to the White Walkers. That's actually one of the terms I had on here. Oh, okay. White so Walkers th- are very much zombies at the end of the day. So Game of Thrones. Yep, Game of Thrones has zombies in it. It's not a zombie, not a, not necessarily a zombie sort of thing. Oh, but, but no, I very much identified them as zombies. Yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't you, be wrong in that particular notion either. You have to either. burn them. Mm-hmm. You have to burn them at the end of the day. You, they're re, they're reanimated through otherworldly sort of apparatuses, pretty much. They're not going away without some something happening and to them. They're very dangerous. You're very afraid of what's what's. Uh, you don't know what. You win- don't... Winter will come. Winter is coming. Um, they're also again also known as the Walking Dead, uh, the Living Dead, Biters, uh, Lurkers, or Zombs, or other names for them as well. Um, so yeah, so I mean. Zombies have actually gone through quite a bit of evolution. And my favorite series of evolutions actually in Japan, actually, oddly enough. I am so I'm so startled by okay, so it started in Haiti and then ended up going, you know, jumping the ocean. Um and uh, jumping both oceans, both mm-hmm. the Atlantic and the Pacific, going to, to Italy and and uh, to Japan. It's really interesting to me that that's uh, an idea that that so many people would um, attach to. Well again, I mean there's some version of zombie, not necessarily zombies, but there's some sort of resurrection or some sort of undead sort of mythos or mythology in pretty much all religions at some point. Well, see, and I always, I, I always kind of figured that that, you know, came out of the plague when, you know, those days when they were used to be so afraid of, of, of they had so much mass death that they were afraid of burying people alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had bells on coffins so that you wouldn't bury people alive. Yep. Um, and so I always kind of figured that, that uh, 
some of the the myths around those sorts of things are you know sort of came from that i i was like again very surprised that it came from haiti and yeah. voodoo at the end of the day um so here's a good example here so um this was actually a series i watched while we were in japan as well on my phone um, okay. at nighttime um there's a series called cabinary of the iron fortress it reimagines kind of a japan and kind of a steampunk revolutionary sort of period with like big massive trains going everywhere um there's these uh kabade which are which is actually the japanese word for corpse um as stand-in for zombies you kind of got this like molten sort of aspect to them and uh you kill their crystal heart you like slice or you shoot through their crystal heart and they basically die Um, oh that's one thing i forgot to talk about zombies die through one of two different methods either you shoot them in the head or you burn them typically there's some variations in which you can just kind of shoot them enough times and they'll be dead but typically the brain is where you want to aim for okay um so, Cabinary of the Aryan Fortress, it's on Hulu right now. Definitely worth watching, although um, I wish there was more. Okay. Um, there is High School of the Dead, um, which is not quite like the Disney version, um, but... Um, intended for teenagers or intended for adults? Well, it's it's probably aimed toward the teenage demographic or the shonen demographic, most likely. Um High School of the Dead basically is a straightforward zombie outbreak manga, eventually then got translated to an anime. Um, what's What I find particularly annoying about this variation is there is a lot of fan service um, in the, in, um, for, specifically for the males. Um, there's quite a bit of panty shots and side boob action, and, um, and everybody's just a lot more overpowered than they necessarily need to be. But, okay. in, but again, it's very much a straightforward z- zombie outbreak and very much in the likes of uh, Night of the Living Dead where zombies just kind of come over and these Japanese high school students are somehow surviving the incident because they're protagonists. Okay. Um, what I found very interesting here was they had a show called School Live, um, which was depicting a zombie apocalypse through very cute Moe characters. Now... <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm sorry. The whole idea of that is... No, no, again, it was very trippy. In the show notes, can you post a picture? Yes, I will definitely post a picture of that. But again, what's interesting about it here is that the first episode in the opening sequence doesn't give you any idea that there's a zombie outbreak at all. It's not until you get to the very end of the the episode in which you realize all this very cute and bubbly, happy stuff that's happening to this girl is her own delusions to keep her sane, to keep herself somewhat sane because the yeah. rest of, I mean, so it's all these delusions so if you're head. losing all your world then you have to imagine a different one in order to, to and keep, that's and that's what going. she's doing all of her friends are very concerned about her several of them are going out into the wilderness they basically live at high school because they've been able to fortify high school um but they're basically all in this process of living right now and she's the only one that doesn't realize that they're in a zombie apocalypse but it's all told through these very cute Moe-looking characters. These very, very cute. Um, they remind me of my nieces sometimes. That's how cute they are. Um, but then you, but again, like, and in later episodes, especially with the opening, the opening will change. It will eventually become darker and darker, even though it has the same very light and bubbly music. And so instead of seeing people, you'll start seeing the undead or facets of the zombie apocalypse. It's very bizarre. Well, you know, the whole, there's so many things right right now that I would say um, are very bizarre. I mean, 
if you look at how they've cutified things, mm-hmm. if you, are you familiar with Descendants, which was a hot Disney? I'm aware. I'm aware of Descendants. I've actually okay. kind of wanted to watch it a little bit, but okay, I'm, so but knowing it's a Disney property, I've been staying away from it. Oh, go watch watch a couple. Um, so the Descendants were, you know, um, and your and your granddaughter, your nieces are very into Descendants. Not a surprise. Um, it is basically taking the villains of um, the Disney movies, mm-hmm. Cruella de Vil, Maleficent, um, and it's the next generation. It's their children. Yes. Um, even though they died childless. Um, but um, so it's the children of the villains in Disney movies, and um, it's very dark, and and yet it's done for kids. It's just, it's a soap opera of these. Um, descendants they descended from from Disney villains that's how it gets his name um, cutified and and made kind of kind of cool sympathetic cool yeah. yeah there's music involved too oh my goodness there's music involved in a Disney joint no way yeah um, but it's so it's interesting to me that 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 you know when zombies came out it seemed like it was an extension of sort of the whole descendants thing of of being dark but being I'm I'm always so curious about, and this is just a tangent here. I'm always so curious how Disney has been able to create this very niche market for their own stuff that appeals to to a generation that's not my generation. Obviously, I I don't know whether it's because it's on and because because now you have the Disney Channel. I mean, your generation we had to buy uh, VHS. Oh, we were very good at dubbing VHS tapes when I was a kid. Oh, shh, that was illegal. Um, there's a, there's a, it's not as if they're going to catch us. Oh, okay. Um, but no, it, it's it's interesting to see how these things that that in my day would have would have been causes for terror. There were horror movies. There were um, there were themes for horror movies at least. Yeah. Or in, in, in and, genres for that, but now yeah. they're not. I mean, I go back to Twilight, which was supposed to be about a girl falling in love with a vampire, and then there was a werewolf as well, and these were basically things that even well, Diary I, of a Vampire which was made very we talked about earlier vampires are just kind of this bizarre sort of sexy yeah sexual sort of atmosphere yeah. subtext to them yeah um, and yeah I mean I find those find that stuff very funny or very weird rather excuse yeah. me yeah to me it's very interesting um, that, that that's that's where where this is ending up that's why I was asking the question earlier are, are they maintaining this sort of a horror thing or are they becoming something that's more camp? And I guess, and my thought process right now is they're probably coming, becoming something more camp, especially as, um, especially in the last couple of decades. And again, movies take years to make. You, right. if you think, if you decide to start a movie now, it won't come out for another three years, most cases. Yeah. Or two to three years, depending on. Um, and so I think, especially right now, there are going to be. I think we've been in a lot of a little bit of a bit of a. Coming out of, at least here in the West, coming out of the uh, Barack Obama presidency, we had a lot more solidarity or a lot more simplicity, and we were not quite so crazed about a lot of stuff, depending on who you ask. Right. Um, But we were never really all that concerned about upheaval or any sort of social change or anything like that. But I think as we get into what is the Trump presidency here right now, wouldn't it surprise me if you start seeing some more zombie movies... um, 
starting to come out in the next couple months or years. As a way to emotionally deal deal with uncertainty. Oh, absolutely. And again, I mean, I was very much... It's an interesting, yeah. Yeah, but but that's been a lot of media here as well. I mean, like, we got to... We got to a point in which we stopped doing animated movies for a while, um, or at least Disney stopped doing a lot of their premiere animation stuff after a certain point, but that was, I think, a lot of, because, well, when we got to the 2000s, we had a lot more adult sort of features, and which was becoming the more the big thing to, children were not a big, not a big driver of movies in cinema for a while, for after a certain point. Like, well, but you had Pixar, I mean, you had... You had, but, but again, you had Pixar, you know, making movies like Monsters Inc., which was really and and Shrek. Yeah, I mean, we had, we movie had, about an ogre and the movie about about the monsters that come out out from under your bed at night. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, like we have like maybe one or two of those in a theater back at those times. Yeah, I mean, well, th- but, but there was we're a very lot of... youth. Yeah, we're very youth oriented right now. Yeah, I think now because we've become a lot more well. If we go back to the early 2000s, I mean, like, Pixar was the first people to really figure out how to do a 3D movie at the end of the day. And you had another company who came out with Ants, which, there was there was a movie that, that boggled the mind. I liked Ants. No, no, you liked A Bug's Life. Bug's Life. You okay, liked A Bug's Life. Yes, I liked A Bug's Ants Life. Ants came out a couple, well, came, come out, like, came out, like, a month or two before A Bug's Life. And this is, this is also where we get, like, um, a lot of very uncanny valley ant versions of of um a lot of weird uh, celebrities that you wouldn't think we would get ant versions yeah. of yeah um but again 3d animation back at that point in the day was really expensive really difficult and nobody beyond pixar had really figured out how to do it and even then when they figured out to do it they figured out how to do it the one time yeah you know and the fact that they were able to get a bug's life going out and they able to do Pixar to do Toy Story two was very much a semi miracle at the end of the day when you look at them um, because that was very much not um, you know three D animation was not typical and so it wasn't yeah. until after that that you started to get the likes of uh, Shrek that came out which again was a very popular movie but that also figured out how to do three D animation and so then you can start having more movies starting to come out by the mid two thousands and later on. Yeah. So Yeah, you're right. We kind of went through a period where that all that slowed down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also it also comes to a point when you stop when you when you continue to keep having to put a new release out all the time, you don't actually have people who are trying to tell interesting stories. You're just putting whatever out that can come out so you can put something out there. Yeah. That's also just you know, a bad thing as well. That's why we have bad video games in some cases and a lot of bad movies is that yeah. people want to put a, a put a button on their um their okay. balance sheet so so let's bring this back around to to um in talking about zombie movies what is your favorite zombie movie i like 28 weeks later so it's the follow-up to 28 days later we're uh, basically 28 so the the 28 days basically takes place in britain mm-hmm. in 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 england essentially um, and the notion is that um, this guy wakes up 28 days after being in a coma to realize the entire world around him has gone and gone absolutely crazy. Uh, 28 weeks later is basically was okay. America came in and they um, they blockaded the entire island to stop the zombie apocalypse, 
and now they're slowly letting people back. And 28 weeks have passed, and so most of the zombies at this point are gone. Are dead uh, because they been, didn't get brains. They didn't get brains. They've killed all, or they've killed all of them at this point. So they're now letting people back onto the uh, back onto the island to begin repopulating it and putting people back on it. Uh-huh. And due to whatever series of events, they find... So they're on quarantine. They're initially in quarantine. Yeah. Um, and then a... Um, and then, mind you, they're all quarantined in this giant, like, apart- giant apartment complex that's like the size of, a, um, of an office building, a big okay. office building. Um, and then um, somehow... Somebody in the process gets infected, and because they get infected, the entire complex go. The entire pog- complex becomes infected. Everyone's running for their life again to get out of there and to avoid. But they're quarantined. Well, no, they, I mean they the 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 virus gets out inside there. Oh. Inside the quarantine. Yeah. Um, and the end of the movie is the zombies have figured out how to cross cross. The channel that connect the there's a, apparently a tunnel that goes from um, the, the channel the channel yeah. and they figured out how to travel through the channel and you see zombies in Paris. Ooh! And so that's the end of the movie. So I'm so ho- not all zombie movies have happy endings. Well, no, most zombie movies never have happy endings. Again, and the notion of most zombie movies at the end of the day is that we lived and fought and we got through to get through to the next day. You know, or great, we survived this, but the zombies are still right behind us, and we need to keep driving. Um, and very rarely do you find a zombie movie in which um, there's a happy ending at the end of the day. Um, a great example of a zombie movie that's not explicitly about zombies is a movie called I Am Legend, which was a book first. Yeah, I'm familiar with, and, with it. Yeah, so I Am Legend is Will Smith, and he's in New York, and he's like one of the last humans in new york that's just kind of surviving um with his dog but there apparently are these undead ghouls that are outside that are just happen to be outside everywhere and he's actually trying to um develop a cure for these ghouls at the end of the day he actually ends up developing one but he's been trying to reach out to somebody on the radio system basically just playing in loops like hey i'll be here at this spot for three hours, you know, if you if you can make it here, make it here. If not, I'll see you here tomorrow if you can make it here. But I'll be right here trying to find any human contact at all. Yeah. Um, and even in that movie, Will Smith doesn't, you know, spoilers, Will Smith doesn't live through the end of it. Um, but the movie ends off with this one pair that do survive, that were on a cruise ship, mm-hmm. um, that do make it to an outpost with humanity in it that hasn't been overrun just yet, but it's not to say that the zombies are gone. Okay. Um, again, most, most zombie movies don't end with the happy ending that we would like. So they don't tie it up in a nice bow. No, but again, I mean, zombies again are not, the zombies are a continuous sort of element. It's like once you introduce it into the world, you know, you don't get rid of them. You just sort of avoid it as long as possible or you stave it off as best as possible. Okay. Not not unlike the slow march of death, uh-huh. which is what they're supposed to be kind of a representation of. of. Okay. So what is your favorite zombie movie? Well, I actually haven't seen that many. Okay. Um, I, I'm assuming that the the Disney Zombies uh, musical doesn't count. I mean, if you in want which to... case I've seen Zombies and Zombies too. 
Um, <laughs> you know, the movie the movie that comes to mind, I remember, it's been a long time since I've watched it, so I've, I've forgotten so much of the storyline. I remember really liking Zombieland. I like Zombieland too, which is why it's one of our um, one of your homework assignments. Oh, good. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of homework assignments here today, um, we have Zombieland. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We have World War Z, which again is the most popular. Is the most it's the highest grossing zombie movie. Okay. Uh, as of right now. And that's with Brad Pitt. That's with Brad Pitt in it. Okay. So there, there's some fun there. Um, for a little bit more fun, I got us Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Oh, do tell. Because I know you like... <laughs> I, I, okay. I have three versions of Pride and Prejudice. Yes, I, because there are many... I, I got Pride and Prejudice and Zombies as a book. I've had, I have a couple other ver- variations on this as well. I've seen at least three different versions of Pride and Prejudice. The story is a very timeless story in that I know all women, it's kind of like a rite of passage to either read it or watch it as a woman. It is. Um, and so I thought it would be, in, in, and I found, I didn't like the 2016 version of it, but I'm sure as much as I enjoyed the book, which was just dumb and stupid, that the movie was also dumb and stupid. So <laughs> I, I wanted dumb to Dumb and stupid, but I highly recommend it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then the other one I wanted to get here is I actually really wanted to get um, High School of the Dead, because again, this is a Japanese take on a very straight version of a zombie outbreak movie and eventually a zombie apocalypse. Okay. Um, it's only available on Hulu, and so I want. I was trying very hard to get movies that were readily or easily available. So again, obviously, I got some older movies that would be yeah. hopefully easier to to get on their on streaming platforms. Um, the other one I really considered getting at one point was I considered getting a series called Zombieland Saga, which is not about the Zombieland American. No, no Woody Hill. No Woody Hill. No, Zombieland Saga is actually about. Dead girls get re reanimated as zombies, technically ghouls, if we go by okay. our ghoul logic here, uh-huh. um, and become a Japanese pop idol group. Oh, that'd be fun. It's really bizarre. I, um, It's kind of funny because their manager is just very abusive toward them because he doesn't see them as humans, beings anymore. They can just consider them as uh, objects, and it's basically... Well, that's back to that thing. It's okay to kill him. Yeah, and he's threatened on numerous occasions to basically blow them up or kill him, and he scares them every single time. Um, but you have some some zombie some people that are um, very recent, as in just died a few years ago, versus you have some that like you have one that's a '90s singer. You have somebody from like the 16th century Japan, which would have been like a like a singer and a play, and a player. You've got basically zombies over time. Um, uh, with Mariko. I think that's the term for it. I'm not 100 yeah. percent certain, but they would have. Um, but these would have been like courtesans or yeah. geishas. Um, uh, but some, one or two of them are from other time periods of like the 80s and like the 60s of different kind of music periods as well. Um, so they play a kind of an interesting gambit. But it's just it's funny to me that even in Japan they could make a, they could make a um, they could make an idol group out of zombies. Why not? Well, they made a... They, they, oh, oh, Disney made made a, a high school musical out of zombies, okay. Yeah, I know, but I, I guess... But Japan really loves these idol groups so much. I, With a really oversold uh, moral story behind it. The the zombies? Yeah. Well, of course. It's a, it's a Disney joint. Of course there's yeah. a moral moral story to it. Um, so, no, instead what I wanted to get... So, instead what I was able to find, and I was able to get, was I got Cabinary of the Iron Fortress... 
Okay. Um, and so we'll do at least two episodes of that. It's available on one of my favorite streaming platforms, Crunchyroll. I, I'm a big believer in Crunchyroll. So, um, and they have an English dub version on there as well. So okay. very nice. And I've actually been very impressed with uh, Crunchyroll having a lot more English dub of stuff here lately. Um, I will throw out a throw a bone to a wonderful series called uh, Konosuba, which was a very... Um, uh, which is an isekai uh, show. Basically, it's a teleported to another world. Okay. Um, where everybody in the ev- the main cast are some level of assholes. <laughs> so it's so it's our world. Well, no, 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 not in that sense. Like these are like like as an example, and this is just a throw off to Kanasubi here. Like um, the lead hero was a shutting gamer that. Basically, got told he can be reincarnated. He and he can be reincarnated in the human world, or if he goes to this other world where people usually don't want to get reincarnated in, he'll get reincarnated with his current self. So he'll have all his old memories. He'll have all of his old abilities. Uh-huh. Um, when he goes to this fantasy world, he can have one special power or item. So he can have like an enchanted sword or some super powerful magic ability or something like that. Uh huh. Um, the, and the goddess telling him this is basically kind of laughing at him at the same time over how he died. Um, cause the guy died, um, he went out to go get a rare, to go get a limited release video game. Um, and he thought a truck was coming in about to hit a, hit a girl. So he pushed the girl out of the way, come to realize it was just a very slow moving tractor uh-huh. and she was perfectly fine. And the tractor would have stopped beforehand. He didn't get run over, but he had a heart attack in the process and died in the hospital with everybody kind of laughing at him. Oh, jeez. Um, so, yeah. So, again, but out of spite here, he basically said that I'll take you to be my uh, to be my special thing. And so he takes this goddess with him to the other world. And the goddess freaks out because she doesn't want anything to do with this at all. She's a, she's a drunkard at the end of the day. She loves to spend all her money on getting drunk as possible. Um, they eventually meet a wizard that um, she's she's capable of one level one type of magic and that one type of magic is known as explosion that creates basically like a nuclear warhead going off. Oh, cool! Um, but she can only do that one magic once a day, and then she, when she's done that magic, she's basically pooped out. She can't even move. That's how that's how that's how bad of a mag- magician she is. Well, um, so it sounds sounds like the energy is just debilitating. No, it's just that she only is that she just put everything, all of her skill points into this one ability and didn't spend any money to get a bigger battery source. So when she does the ability, which drains all of her battery, she's just yeah. poop. Um, but she's also very much like an edge lord. At the end of the day, she's like even her chant instead of just saying explosion, it's like this long mantra: "I am darkness beyond soul," and so forth. Um, my favorite character is a person named Darkness. She's a uh, crusader, which is a or paladin, mm-hmm. um, and she's a masochist. So she likes getting. So the reason she expected to become a paladin was so that she could be a tank at the end of the day. She likes getting hurt. She finds sexual pleasure in it, and so there's a lot of situ- oh, how criminal minds of her. Okay. And so there's a number of instances in which she like puts herself in in harm's way. On purpose with the notion that's like, I'm doing an honorable thing. I will protect the people. It's like, you're doing just to get your kinks out of this. It's like, no, I'm not. And she you can see that she's very much blushing as, yes, she is. Mm. So all the characters in there are some level of asshole at the end of the day. Um, 
and I find it kind of re- refreshing because it's a nice take on um, your typical magic series in which um, everyone's kind of a, some level of an asshole or some sort of weird element to them that actually makes them kind of more endearing at the end of the day. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, as an aside. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, our homework here this week, we got Zombieland, uh-huh. uh, World War Z, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. We'll just do two or three episodes of that if you want. Okay. Because, um, again, it's Japanese. It's basically a zombie movie without them ever actually saying zombie. Although, again, Cabinary or Kabane basically meaning corpse in Japanese as well. And so we'll put all these show notes on our website at thenerdtutorialpodcast.com okay. as well as um, all of our other episodes and all the notes on there, on there as well. Um, and again, I'm going to show a picture of School Live. Actually, I'm going to find one of the openings for it because there's a version of it where the, the opening shows you all, shows you like the depiction of time in one single minute and a half long sort of thing. So you can see how it changes over time. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so I'll see if I can find one of those because I know those exist out there. Um, we'll follow the discussion as well as our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash nerd tutorial podcast. And if you have any ideas or topics on, uh, future topics, we recommend hitting me up on nerd underscore tutorial on Twitter. Uh, we're also following all these different topics as well. So we'll, I'll be following, uh, we were following some Sentai shows on there as well. So Power Rangers last week. Um, and we've obviously following Batman on there as well, which we got new pictures of the new Batmobile, which looks just like a car now. It looks really cool, actually. I'm look, kind of looking interested into this new Batman. Ooh. Um, so that'll be interesting. I still don't know who the villain is in this one here, because it's always some villain. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of interested to see Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne in Batman. So um, if anything, color me interested. Yeah. Um, and so on behalf of myself and my mom, we hope that you stay safe out there during these uh, interesting times. Uh, again, wash your hands. Uh, limit your uh, interaction with people. Make sure you have some social distancing. Um, and maybe right now might be a good time to cut up with a video game or book if you can. Um, and certainly some anime wouldn't hurt either. Um, so on behalf of myself and my mom, we thank you so much for listening to us. And we'll see you guys again next week. Bye.